This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. Time is your most valuable resource. The problem is most people are spending their time. They're not investing it. Think about it. If you've ever invested money before, you had an expectation of something when you made a financial investment. You expected a return on your investment. And while we know that time is more valuable than money, we don't always hold our time to the same standard we hold our dollars to. And that's because every one of us has too much to do and not enough time. The challenge is, if you're not clear about what matters most, you can end up working long hours to achieve decent results, but you cheat yourself out of what it means to live a life. And that's why our business exists. We help you and leadership get clarity on what matters most so you achieve extraordinary results both professionally and personally. The challenge is no one succeeds alone. And that's the purpose of this episode. While every single one of us can accomplish amazing things in our life as an individual, we can go so much farther when we go together. Yet what happens when key players on your team, the players that you need to achieve the highest levels of results, leave the team? That is the purpose of this episode. Why your top talent may leave your team and how to fix it. I feel really fortunate because I get the opportunity to work with so many amazing people in our community and our customers and get to be a part of their world. And they trust me with being a part of their goals. And more often than not, almost everyone is focused on health. And at the core of that is diet and eating a balanced diet. But eating this kind of diet, it's a huge time commitment and it's easy to get knocked off track. That's why it's so great to have a solution when you don't have the time to do the prepping and the cooking and the cleanup, but you still want to eat healthy. That's why we partner with Factor, and Factor is chef-created, dietitian-approved meals that are ready to go in just two minutes. With Factor, there's no prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. The variety of different options and meals that they have is really impressive, but go see for yourself. Head to factormeals.com slash 150 and use code 150 to get 50% off. That's code 150 at factormeals.com slash 150 to get 50% off. I want you to think about a job that you had in the past that you left. Why did you actually leave? Odds are it's because one day you woke up and realized you couldn't actually have what you wanted by being inside the world of that organization. Maybe it was upward mobility. Maybe it was a sense of work-life counterbalance. Maybe you needed to make more money. Maybe you weren't satisfied. Or maybe the job was cannibalizing your personal life. What we know is that people leave when they cannot achieve their goals inside your world. The problem is, as leaders, we often don't have a simple way to take a stand for the whole person. Not only the professional but also the person that shows up to the job. And the true consequences may be far greater than you may realize. A trillion dollars. That's what US businesses are losing every year due to voluntary turnover. A trillion dollars. And the most astounding part 
is that most of the damage is self-inflicted. We're going to get to what we mean by that. But here's some stats. The annual overall turnover rate in the US back in 2017 was 26.3% based on the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And according to Gallup, this one really surprised me. The cost of replacing an individual employee can range from one and a half to two times an employee's annual salary. And that's conservative. So if somebody makes 50 grand a year, this is saying conservatively, the true cost could be anywhere from $75,000 to $100,000 when you lose talent that you should have been able to have kept. And finally, 52% of voluntary exiting employees said that their manager or organization could have done something to have prevented them from leaving their job. So think about that. Over half the people that leave your world would say that there's something that you could have done to have kept them inside your world. That is why we are here today. We are here to have a conversation about how do we become the type of person that people would never want to leave. Early on in my journey with Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, Gary was hosting a mastermind. I remember he got on the Elmo, which is like a document camera, so you can actually see him drawing things and it's projected onto the screen. And he drew three circles. And he said, let's say this first circle represents you. Let's say this second circle represents me. And let's say this third circle represents John. If this circle represented everything that you could possibly want out of life, and this circle represents everything that I could want out of life, and this circle represents everything that John could ever want out of life, and the circles are the same size, is there any way that you can step into my world where the size of the pie is the exact same? You can have all that you want while I can still have all that I could want? And the answer is no, because there was only so much. It was a finite game. And the question that Gary asked was, how is a leader? Can you give yourself permission to make your world so big that when someone steps into your world, they can have everything they want and never need to leave? How can you give yourself permission to let your world be so big that anyone can step into your world, have everything they want, and never need to leave? It's an abundant question, and it also requires some clarification. Your job as the leader is not to make your world bigger. Your job as the leader is to give yourself permission to let your world get bigger. It's actually the person who's stepping into your world. It's their job to create the opportunity to expand what's possible for themselves inside your world. It's your job to be willing to let it happen, which is not always comfortable in full transparency. The reason this matters is we as leaders have to start asking the question, are we clear on what the goals of our people are? We're not talking about the goals that are assigned to them for their job, but their life goals. Do you know what their goals are with their family? Do you know what their goals are when it comes to their finances, whether it be building wealth or reducing debt? Do you know what their goals are when it comes to their health or travel or the type of experiences that they want to have? Do you know the answers to those questions? Many of you listening to this, the answer may be no. And I want to take you off the hook 
it's not your fault because you likely have not had someone in your life that set the expectation and showed you how to behave this way. But that is why we are having this conversation. We fundamentally believe that when we make an offer to someone to join our organization, we are making a commitment to them. That when you step inside our world, we will help you achieve your goals. Not only professionally, also personally. And we say to every employee, like, you want a fast track to get fired in our organization? Do not live the one thing. You will, no, you will no longer have a job. As an employee in our organization, you will have a 411, which is a tool that gives you clarity on your priorities for each of the four weeks that puts you on track for your one month, which puts you on track for your year. 411. Every week, a leader sits down with their direct reports and holds a 411 review where the employee shows up showing. Here are the most important things that I need to accomplish this week, professionally and personally, in order to be on track for my goals for the month, in order to be on track for my goals for the year. And a a point of clarification, we invite people to share their personal goals with us. We do not require it because it's actually not legal to require that employees share personal information with you. But as leaders, I can speak for myself, I go first by sharing my 411 with my direct reports. They know my personal goals. And I ask for their help in me achieving my personal goals. And I give Jay, my partner Jay, permission to coach me in my personal world. And that's what ends up happening with other people in the organization. They give their leader permission to coach them, not only professionally, but also personally. But with that, there's a huge gift, which is as a leader, it puts you in the position to take a stand for the whole person. It's not just about, did you get this project done? Was it on time? Was it on budget? It's, hey, I know that you set a goal to exercise 20 times this month. We're halfway through the month. How's it going? Do you feel like you're getting the results that you want to see? What changes do you need to make in the next few weeks? So at the end of the month, you feel like, you know what? This was a really awesome month when it came to my health. Or, hey, I know you really wanted to pay off your student loans this year. How are you doing on that? What can, we, what can I be doing to help take a stand for you so that by the end of the month and by the end of the year, you feel like you made great progress on paying down your debt? I personally experienced this. Several years ago, my wife and I were not on the same page when it came to money. And I remember my number one annual priority personally was for Amy and I to have a very specific number of budget meetings because I figured that that was the one thing that if she and I sat down 48 times over the course of the year to review the budget, we'd be more on the same page with money and that would make everything else easier or unnecessary when it came to our finances. Every week when Jay and I would sit down to hold my 411, the first question he'd ask me is, Jeff, how'd your Sunday finance meeting go with Amy? Sometimes that answer was not good. And what was amazing that left such an impression on me was he truly cared. He genuinely was listening and he started asking questions. And he, I gave him permission to be my coach in this area. And he really took a stand for me and my wife. And every week for a year, he coached me on this, gave me advice, asked me powerful questions. And by the end of that year, 
my wife and I actually got on the same page about money. The most powerful thing that happened there was actually not about my wife and I and our relationship to our dollars. It was about how I perceive Jay, the loyalty that I feel, the fact that here's a person that truly cares about me. That's not a person that I would ever leave. I genuinely feel like my world has gotten bigger as a result of stepping into Gary and Jay's world. I really believe there is no way my world would be as big as it is right now had I not stepped into their world. The question is, how do you feel when you think about the leaders that you're surrounded by? Has your world gotten exponentially bigger as a result of stepping into their world? And for those of you that have direct reports, what would your people say about you? Would your people say that because they have been in relationship with you, their world is far bigger than it ever would have been anywhere else? I want to give you permission to search for that answer. And if the answer is no, I also want you to give yourself some grace. Again, if you're like me, at least prior to Gary and Jay, no one ever taught me this. You had to figure it out on your own. But that's what moving from E to P is. It's one of the three commitments. There are the things we do entrepreneurially, meaning relying on our natural abilities when we're just figuring it out. But that has a very low ceiling of achievement. And we hit up against it and we never break through until we get purposeful. Until we find proven models and systems that if we just started executing those would allow us to shatter that ceiling of achievement and achieve so much more. We happen to have those models and those systems for you to follow. And I'm going to walk you through what some of that looks like. First and foremost, it starts back in the hiring process. Oftentimes, leaders post a job, they start filtering candidates, they screen their resumes, they have a series of interviews, and they pick their favorite person, and they make an offer. They're missing a key component, which is in the interview process, having simple systems to actually identify what that person's goals are. Part of our hiring system that we help bring to organizations is helping people cast a vision for their life in five years. Understanding, telling them to fast forward five years and truly to imagine an extraordinary life in very specific categories. And then asking a few simple questions, you can literally all of a sudden on a single sheet of paper, a person can look at it and say, oh my gosh, if I had these things in five years, life would be extraordinary. One for the candidate, they feel amazing because no one has ever asked them these questions in an interview. But here you are genuinely investing in them. And for you as the hiring leader, the gift it gives you, it allows you to look and ask the question, if they step into our world, will we help them get there? I remember Jay told me the story. He was interviewing a woman for an executive position. And when she did this, there were three things that were super important to her. One, she wanted to be an executive inside a thriving company. Two, she wanted to... Um, have an important role in the city when it came to public office. And three, she had a, uh, an 
older mother who was dealing with some serious health issues and she wanted to be the primary caregiver. And she got those three things up on the board. She was feeling amazing. For Jay, it was a gift because he looked at those three things and said, man, everything does not matter equally. And she just listed out three things that he could not see a path for her to have all three things at once. And so he asked her the question, if he could only do one, which would it be? And it was primary caregiver to her, to her mom. Should you earn the right to, be a, to do a second, which would it be? It was actually working with the city. And being an executive was number three. And as he asked her to prioritize, her face shifted because it finally connected that there was no way she could be a full-time caregiver and a public official within her city and a full-time executive. There were just not enough hours in the day. And the woman thanked Jay for giving her so much clarity and she recused herself from the rest of the process. But what a gift. In fact, I've never... I've been surprised at how many people we've shepherded through this process who thank us when they self-discover that this is actually not the right opportunity for them. Because it's not just about closing the deal. It's not just about getting a person in the seat. It's about getting the right person in the seat who not only is the right fit for you, but that you're the right fit for them. So when it comes to your hiring process, the first question I would ask is... How can you begin to understand what the goals of the candidate are so that you can show a clear path for them to achieve their goals inside their world or be honest about the fact that you don't think this is where they're going to achieve their goals and watch them thank you as they go on to discover their next opportunity. If you want to have a conversation about what the actual system looks like when it comes to hiring, head on over to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. You can request a consultation and we can have a chat about that. That's just about getting the right people in your world and you making sure that you understand their goals. Then it's how do you as a leader coach them to achieve their goals? And this is where we come back to the 411. The 411 is a tool that gives you as an individual clarity on your priorities. You ask the question, what are my goals for the year, both professionally and personally? These are not everything. These are the 20% goals that would drive 80% of your results. And once you have clarity on that, you ask the question, okay, what specifically would I have to accomplish this month to be on track for my year for each of those priorities? And again, you've got a short list of the handful of major dominoes you got to knock down this month, which all of a sudden allows you to go, okay, what are those dominoes that I got to knock down this week to be on track for my month so I'm on track for my year personally and professionally? And the beauty is, it's not a list of 100 things. We're talking about three to five things, personally and professionally, that if you just did those, oh my gosh, the majority of the value would be delivered over the course of the week, which makes it really clear what belongs on your calendar. And then when you sit down with your leader for the one-on-one, your leader's not saying, hey, where do we stand on this? And can you follow up on this? And oh, by the way, I want to add this to your list. You as the director report are showing up and saying, all right, boss, in order for me to be on track for my goals for this year, here's the handful of things that I've got to get done this month. And if that's the case, then here's the handful of dominoes I've got to knock down this week. And I've already time blocked all of these so that my calendar actually reflects my priorities. And all of a sudden, it's really hard for a leader to micromanage someone who talks that way. You as the individual are owning your job. You feel autonomy. You feel ownership. You feel empowered. And as a leader, 
you actually then get to go, okay, now how do I coach you? How do I help you achieve even more by asking great questions? And how do I take a stand for you as the whole person? This happened recently with an employee on our team where she had an annual goal to pay off a very specific dollar amount when it came to debt. A few 411s ago, when we sat down, I asked her, I said, how's it going? Are you where you thought you'd be? And she said, man, I really fell off the wagon. This happened with my family. Um, They're asking for me to pay for X, Y, and Z. And I genuinely care about this person. And so we invested the time in me asking her questions to explore solutions. Here's the crazy part. Her goal was to pay off around 20% of her student loans this year. By the end of that conversation, she actually discovered a strategy that she could clear 100% of her debt by the end of the calendar year. Originally, her goal was just to pay off 20% and she could not see a path to get it done. Cut. And by her giving me permission to take a stand for her, we actually discovered something she didn't see. Because it's really tough to read the label when you're inside the box. By the end of this year, she will have zero student debt. And I'll just tell you, while I love achieving goals and growing the business, it doesn't even compare to the value that I feel when I see somebody achieving their personal goals as a result of being inside our world. So here's the point. We know, according to a recent study, roughly 40% of people are currently looking for their next job. That may be you. And if you're a leader, look at the people who report to you. Almost half of them are probably considering another job. At the end of the day, it's because they may not see a clear path to achieve their goals inside your world. So how do you put this into action? Step one, the very next candidate that you need to hire, invest the time to understand what their goals are. Not just how they're going to line up and help achieve the the goals that the position requires. What are their goals? What are the type of relationships that they want to have with their coworkers? What are their goals when it comes to wealth building? What are other categories that really matter to them, whether it be spirituality or health, travel? You'll find out. And how do you get clarity on what those things really are so that you can show them a path so that they can achieve their goals by being inside your world? You can do that with the very next hire. And for those of you, if you're going to be looking for a job, Are you clear on what your goals are? Are you clear on what an extraordinary life would look like five years from now so that as you're interviewing with companies, you can ask the question, will I be able to achieve my goals by being inside this organization? If the answer is no, you should probably keep looking. And then there's, how do you take a stand for the team that you have? On a weekly basis, when you sit down with your direct reports, are you telling them what to do? Are you just asking for updates? Or do you have a simple way where they actually show up with clarity and they drive the agenda and you actually play coach? You ask them questions that expand what they think is possible and you help them achieve more by being inside your world. And for those of you that are the individual, when you show up, you do not need your leader's permission to show up with a plan. 
I know what it feels like to show up and let the leader drive the conversation, but I'm going to tell you, if you want to receive a promotion, start acting as if you have that role. Start showing up with a plan. I, I had this conversation with a woman inside a Fortune 100 company. She had just gotten promoted into a leadership position. And I asked her, has your new boss told you what your job description is yet? She said, what do you mean? I said, do you know the two to three things you have to do exceptionally well to keep your job? And she said, no. And I said, then why don't you walk in and cast a vision? Why don't you sit down in your very first meeting and say, hey, based on our conversations, if I had to fast forward to the end of the year, here's the three things that I think if I just deliver on these three things at a really high level, we'd be successful. Do you agree? She did it. And her boss was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love that idea. But she put herself in the driver's seat and several other opportunities have been created for her because she did not wait to be told what to do. She started casting a vision and asked to be coached on it. To summarize the 20%, hire people. Hire the people who you think you can help achieve their goals. For individuals, work for an organization that will help you achieve your goals. And on a weekly basis, you as an individual should drive the conversation. What are the most important things you must focus on this week to be on track for your goals for the month and for the year? And ask your leader to coach you on that. There's a few resources I want to point you to to help you along your journey. It all starts by going to theonething.com. That's with the number one in the URL. If you are unclear about what your goals actually are, I would strongly encourage you to check out the One Thing Goal Setting Retreat. It's coming up November 13th and 14th. We have a track for couples, so couples can set their goals together, and a track for individuals. It is one of the best things we do. You will understand where you want to be in someday, like 10 plus years. You will know exactly what matters in five years. You will know exactly what matters in the next 12 months so that you can have that clarity on if your current role is going to help you achieve your goals or not. And for you as leaders, I would have your team do this because immediately you can say, all right, walk me through what your goals are so I can help you achieve them. You'd be amazed at how simple it is once you have that clarity. You can find that at theonething.com. And that's under our events tab. For those of you that are leaders, if you would like to learn more about the simple hiring process or how you actually begin to roll 411s out with your organization, you'll see a button to request a consultation. We would love to get on the phone or on Zoom with you to learn more about your organization and walk you through how we help other organizations just like yours stop being busy and start being productive so that people accomplish what matters most, both in their professional and their personal lives. Our question for you is based on everything you've heard in this episode, what's the one thing you can do such that by doing it, everything else would be easier or unnecessary? If you can identify that one thing and knock that domino down, then this will have been an amazing investment of your time and not an expense. 
If this episode has brought value to you, please consider sharing it with somebody. It would bring so much value to them and it helps us reach more people. If you're new to the show, click the subscribe button so all future episodes will automatically be downloaded to your device of choice. And while you are at it, consider leaving us a rating and review on your podcast player. It helps us reach more people and fulfill our purpose, which is to help you better invest your time so you achieve extraordinary results. I'm your host, Jeff Woods. We look forward to being with you in the next episode. Thank you.